Hi, I'm Patrick Prince with the Tulsa World, joined by Barry Lewis, our lead high school sports writer. And we're getting together for our weekly chat on everything high school sports. Uh, we're filming a video here, but uh, we'll also turn this audio into a podcast uh, that's available on Apple and Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So you can uh, tune to listen or watch us on video or check out a podcast. So we'll hope you'll do at least one of the two. Barry, what's going on today? How are you? Good. Uh, it's uh, sort of a been a newsy day. Um, some good, some not so good. So uh, let's just uh, start off. Well, let's. How about the Booker T boys? Let's start there. They uh, undefeated, eight and zero. You know, drastic improvement from last year when they went two and nine with some COVID cancellations, as you pointed out in today's paper. Uh, what What's their deal? How have they turned it around? Well, there are a few factors which led them to turning around last year was such a weird year to begin with for Booker T. Washington because half their games got canceled by COVID. They played, I think last year, they wound up playing like one fewer game than the football team did or they, the same amount of games. That's really weird. Um, so you could never, they could never get into a flow and that was really tough. It was going to be a, a challenging year anyway because of Eli Brown had moved over from Central's his first season as Booker T. Washington's coach and whoever coached the team, it was going to be a rebuilding season because they lost, they graduated Bryce Thompson and they graduated Trey Phipps and some others. So it was going to be a challenging year anyway, because those are some huge losses there uh, from a team that had won the state championship in 19 and was probably going to win it in 2020. So new coach, then you have COVID heavy graduation losses, and then their schedule last year, the 11 games they played, there were no cupcakes in there. Incredibly challenging schedule. They um, So this year was going to be better regardless. Um, some of the younger players got a year of experience. And then a big addition for them, and of course they're more used to the, new, uh, to the co uh, Coach Brown system. And Coach Brown is an outstanding coach. Uh, as he showed at Central for a decade. But a big addition was Aaron Potter moving from Owasso. So that was huge. And as Coach Brown said, Aaron Potter not only is the team's leading scorer, but just all the intangibles he brings that just is rubbed off in everyone. It's contagious, as he said, contagious in a good way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, great work ethic, attitude, that additional score. And uh, he, I mean, he was really an important player for Owasso last year. Uh, he wasn't the star for Owasso last year, but he was probably their third best player in the team on a team that went to the state tournament. So huge addition getting Aaron Potter and he's lived Lived up, been everything they had hoped for and more. Was the MVP of the Conoco Arvest, Conoco Phillips Arvest tournament this past weekend. And lo and behold, Booker T is 8 0, uh, ranked eighth in class 6A. They've been, you usually can't say this about Booker T, but Booker T's been under the radar. I mean, normally everyone knows about Booker T, everyone is aware of Booker T, a tradition-rich school with all those basketball titles. But this year, no one was paying any attention to Booker T because they were 2-9 and nine last year. But to what a turnaround, 8-0. and um, They've got Aaron Potter. Besides Aaron Potter, they have other talented players are getting 
really balanced scoring, double figure scoring, three or four players a night. So it's not just a one man team. Um, and uh, IJ Johnson, Cam Parker, Lathan Boone, uh, they all have been really good for Booker T this year. They all, um, uh, Johnson, Parker are sort of holdovers from the, uh, the state championship number one ranked team era. And as Coach Brown said, that um, after the, the team struggled last year, they've got that championship mentality back this year now that they've got it going. And Lathan Boone, great year on the football field, and he brings that leadership that he shows as a quarterback in football to the basketball team. So Booker T has really got it going. So uh, look out for the Hornets. I'll be uh, looking forward to seeing them play at Owasso on Friday. Good matchup. Uh, let's stay with uh, TPS. Uh, kind of the same question with the Central Braves, Barry. They, you know, struggled to a four-win season last year, but they're, what, nine and two this year so far? What have they done? Yes, and sort of, it's sort of interesting. Both of them are coming off tournament wins this past weekend, coming off poor, um, really tough seasons last year. And they're sort of connected because Eli Brown left Central to go to Washington. And so that opened the door for Aaron Daniels to be Central's coach. Of course, a lot of the things that apply to Washington apply to Central. They've got a coach in a second year and a second year under a new coach. Um, you can often see a lot of improvement from year one to year two. Yeah. Central, unlike Washington, they had a, a few COVID postponements last year, but not nearly as much as Booker T did. So they almost played a full season last year, but just didn't have much success. But uh as Coach Daniel says, year of experience, what a difference that a year makes. And Kalen Goff-Brown is a very dynamic player. Last year, it didn't seem at times that he had much help. He's got help this year, and uh, he is he's a really a fun player to watch. So Central's 9-2. and two. And Central is sort of like Washington, although, I mean, Central's got a great basketball tradition, too. They... Uh, um, have definitely a perennial state title contender under Coach Brown when he was at Central. And so it's not, uh, so they're back to where they're used to being uh, in the talk, in the mix, um, for at least in, in the conversation for getting into the state tournament and perhaps contending for a state title. So I was reading through your, your weekly notes today, Barry, and one player stood, well, a couple of players stood out actually on your players to watch, but one guy I wanted to ask you about, Trey Davis at Webster, averaging 21.1 points a game. What, t tell us a little bit about his game. He, he can shoot it up. He can shoot. He can light it up um, last year. And he's finally getting a chance to do that because last year he was on a team led by Anthony Pritchard that had, um, that graduated four seniors and uh, a team that went to the state semifinals last year. And there just wasn't a whole lot of shooting opportunities for Trey last year, just because the outstanding talent that Webster had. And, uh, but when, uh, when Trey did get an opportunity last year, he was impressive. And now he's the guy for coach Matt Watson in his first year as head coach. And uh, Trey Davis is really coming on, had a huge week last week, is averaging 21 points for the season. And so they will continue to, Webster, in order to progress, will, and because they're a young team, not much experience coming into this year. Because remember, last year they reached the state se uh, state semifinals, but they at, they literally had seven players on the team. 
<laughs> so and they usually played six. So and almost all those guys graduated. So they're almost like starting from scratch this year. It's almost like in pro sports, you call it like an expansion team is Trey Davis and everybody else. Uh, so in, but Webster is showing improvement and they're very encouraged by a third place finish at the sky took tournament last week, which Trey Davis obviously was a big part of. So look for Webster to continue to improve. And, uh, Webster has a history of peaking right at the right time in the playoffs. And, uh, I think coach Matt Watson is looking forward to that gearing his team towards that point. And they're, they've shown uh, good progress this year. Mary, I wanted to ask you about COVID and sports for a second. You know, cases are, are skyrocketing. Um, what's what's going on with high school basketball? How are they handling in that? Have you heard about many postponements, cancellations? What's just kind of give give me a general sense of what's going on with that? Well, it's really weird because we got through the fall pretty much. Um, mm -hmm. Not many postponements at all. You had a few scattered about, usually in the very small communities, but really got through that uh, pretty clean. And um, all of a sudden, uh, the last week or so, on the schedule board at ossarankings.com, you pull up the schedule and start, you're starting to have flashbacks to last year. Uh, you have the game scheduled and then all of a sudden, COVID postponed. I mean, a lot of those popping up all of a sudden. Most of those have not been in the Tulsa area, thankfully, but now we're starting to get affected in this past week. Like, for example, tonight, um, several notable girls' games have been postponed or canceled. Jenks at Union Girls has been postponed for that. Holland Hall girls, third-ranked team in the state in 4A, their game tonight against Rejoice in Thursday's what was going to be a huge matchup with Lincoln Christian. That has been postponed. Sepulpa was going to host Booker T in girls basketball tonight. That is also a COVID cancellation postponement. So it's starting to hit the Tulsa area. Um, and uh, from what I can tell, there haven't been many boys postponements so far. I mean, when I mentioned these matchups, the boys game, usually they're doubleheaders, boys, girls, doubleheaders. The boys games in those doubleheaders are still on track to being played. And I'm going to be at Jenks at Union tonight, boys. Of course, in most of those situations, for those that interested in attending the games, check the starting time because in most of those situations, the boys games are being moved up. Uh, like in union with union jinx tonight or jinx at union it's moved up to 6 30 so it's not it's typical eight o'clock it's 6 30 so that's something to keep in mind so hopefully uh you know it's coming to be, it's next week's a big week in scheduled to be a big week in bas in high school basketball it's the last tournament week and uh mm -hmm. just hope everything can be, go on schedule because it's a huge week for rankings and uh, just a reminder to everyone keep vigilant and um, take the proper precautions and like you, yeah that's this is just a reminder that COVID is still very present so we're filming this on a Tuesday afternoon so when you say tonight 
those depending on when you're watching or listening to this. So we'll we'll kind of see how the rest of the week goes and see if there's more cancellations on Friday. Uh, okay, last one for this week, Barry. Uh, Ty Pennington, the outstanding Sand Springs quarterback, uh, committed to Pitt State a couple of days ago on Twitter. Uh, what do you think about that? It's a great opportunity for Ty. Pitt State's got an outstanding program, and it was really weird that because um, considering the career that Ty Pennington had at Sand Springs. Why there's just what at a point in the fall there just wasn't any interest in him for, at any level, uh, or at least there weren't any offers coming to him, and it was really befuddling because like he's a winner. I mean, what more does he have to do to get offers? At least at um, strong Division two schools, and it was good to see a program at the level of Pitt State uh, stepped up and offered him. And uh, he announced on Twitter Saturday that he had committed and he's following in the footsteps of his position coach at Sand Springs, Derek Harger, who also went to Pitt State. So okay. it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to follow Ty's career uh, with the gorillas. Yeah. All right, Barry, that's it for this week. Appreciate the chat as always. And uh, we'll catch up again Tuesday. All right. Thanks, Patrick.